Hi, I'm Avalon Starlight, and you are listening to the Rebel Unicorns podcast. This season, we are diving deep into what being an empath in business actually looks like. Listen each week as I share tips and tricks to master your empath energy, as well as sharing incredible guests who have created successful businesses by claiming their empath title. Are you ready? Let's get our rebel on. Hello, 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 Rebel Unicorns. Welcome to today's episode of the Rebel Unicorns podcast, where I am super excited to share with you all of the ways that you can protect yourself as an empath in life, in business, in all areas of being and body. And I think this is a powerful conversation to have because, you know, our energy is sacred. And above and beyond being an empath, really getting to a place of clarity that your energy is a gift and it is meant to be given and people are allowed in who are really going to respect and honor your energy as a gift. And I remember being at an Archangel conference in Toronto one year and Elizabeth Gilbert was the the speaker and she was so good, but she defined this statement of what makes something sacred, right? Like if you're thinking about your own energy body as a sacred space, what makes a a place sacred? What makes an object sacred? What makes something sacred? And what she said was that, you know, a church, a mosque, a, a ritualistic site, anything that holds a ceremony, what creates the sacredness is the willingness to draw a circle around it and just simply say this is sacred. So that's kind of what we've been talking about in this season of Empaths in Business. In the first episode with Jen Eden was like, you know, boundaries are so significant in in being able to empower and align yourself into your highest vibrational frequency so that you can make an impact in your the community that you you know, we're born into this human body to actually be able to support. It's part of your mission. So you draw this circle, which is a boundary, and you say everything within this circle or this boundary is sacred. And that includes your own energy body. It includes you, the human, as the vessel of divine information, of divine, you know, offerings of your light to share with the world, you are sacred. And in this sacredness is this understanding that you are not going to let people or events or experiences that are not of your highest service and good just take over or force themselves or attack or be in your energetic body without your permission, without your grace. So with that being said, I'm actually going to teach you two different forms of, of protection as being an empath. The first one is a way in which you are in the experience of clearing energy. So when you are an unlike claimed empath, oftentimes what happens and you heard it in, uh, you know, Corey's podcast interview where she had said that she was in there doing Reiki and she didn't realize she was holding on to this this energy. You're going to hear next week in my interview with Angela that, you know, she was a chiropractor and taking in all of this energy. And when you're, when you don't know that you're an empath and energy and emotion is flowing into your body and you never actually clearing it out, it becomes 
like a heavy sponge. That's what your body will feel like. It will feel like a heavy sponge. Most of the time it presents in your heart chakra because that's what we're breathing energy into and it accumulates in your body and you will feel almost like a density and the density is not yours. It belongs to other people. And so there's one place that we always start, and that is simply in the understanding that you are going to begin the process of releasing energy that doesn't belong to you in whichever form or way feels resonant and easy for you. Personally, I do it through heart clearing because oftentimes when I'm taking in somebody's energy, it's because I'm feeling responsible for them. I feel that I want to care for them. I feel like I don't want them to get hurt. And in doing so, I then because I'm an empath, pull their energy within my body. And so I try to protect it. I try to fix it. I try to hold on to it. I try to make it okay. I try to fit like whatever it is. So a heart clearing meditation for me is simply being in a space of being in a walking meditation, being in a seated position, however is comfortable for you, willingly and knowingly saying or feeling or being given a person's name. It could be somebody in your life currently, somebody in your past, could be a kid from grade school. But you're just being in a space of openness to say like, whose energy am I still holding on to that is not mine to carry anymore? And you begin the process of aligning and of feeling the person, either you may get a visual of them, you might get a sensation of them, you might smell a perfume that they've been wearing or cologne, and you know that that's theirs, and you just release them back to the divine. You say, okay, this is no longer mine to carry, I offer it to the divine, because you have you can look over these people far better than I can. You're much more equipped, plus you have a whole team of angels, archangels, and other support systems to care for these people. I release them to you knowing that they are fully supported and loved. And you're just going to let yourself go through each and every single person. I do this regularly, heart clearing. I I clear my heart because I want to make space for new to come in. And I want to make space for, uh, you know, myself to have the capacity to receive more love, more abundance, more grace into my being and my day. So heart clearing is by far one of the most poignant and like important things to do as an empath in your business and in your life. Because here's the other thing that's going to happen as if you're a coach, a consultant, an entrepreneur, a business owner, and you're in this business, and we tend to, we tend to gravitate towards healing um, professions uh, that allow us to work with, with other people to help them become better versions of themselves you will also take on your clients, right? You will bring them into your heart space, into your energetic body. Their emotions become your emotions. Their feelings become yours. And so when you're doing this, even your mentors, even your co- your coaches, anybody who comes to your mind, be willing to release them. Your kids, your partners, everybody. The second piece, and I will place this in the show notes because I, I put this in the beginning of every single program that I offer. So if you've ever done a program with me, you know this one this meditation, I actually put it up on YouTube so that it has the possibility to reach more people, but this is cord cutting. And, you know, there's a lot of mixed emotions about cord cutting. And, you know, as a little bit of an earth witch myself, there are actual rituals that you can do where you can take candles and you can engrave the initials of the two people, you being one maybe and somebody else, and you you tie a cord around the candle and you light the candles and you let the, the candles burn down until somebody's uh, candle burns through the rope and that's considered a cord cutting in, an, in a ritual ceremony kind of way. Personally, I'm going to share this meditation that is how I came into knowing about 
cord cutting and it was a very significant experience for me because throughout our day and throughout our life, when we're coming into contact with people, tendrils of energy connect us to them. Technically, we're one consciousness. We are all connected in all forms in all ways. And oftentimes we can be in this communion where there's a darker energy, like it's a lower vibrational energy that will become if we've upset somebody, if we didn't, you know, show up on time, if we chart, like set a price that somebody wasn't expecting, if we didn't uh, say, do what we were say, said we were going to do, if we broke a promise, whatever it may be, we create these denser energies that attach from one person to another. And in doing so, we start to collect, again, a heavier, denser energy that connects us to ourselves, to somebody else. And so a cord cutting and the cord cutting that I'm sharing is an invitation to be at the highest vibrational frequency of love. So part of the cord cutting that you're going to be receiving is this invitation to align your heart chakra to their heart chakra, to make sure that no matter what happens through the the experience or the, uh, what's the word I want to say, trans transference that you're having with this person, that you remain connected heart chakra to heart chakra, that you are at the highest vibrational frequency of love that you can in the releasing of cords that no longer serve you. So once you've attached heart to heart with this person, you're looking around at your body between you and them and noticing if there's any cords of attachment that are not of the highest good of both of you, and you're releasing them. You can release them by using scissors. You can release them by using an ax. You can release them by little pings of energy that just sizzle them away. You can let the divine come with a sword of light. There's no right or wrong way to do any of these experiences. Personally, I also invoke Hopo Ono Ono when I'm doing my cord cutting, which is this beautiful forgiveness um, meditation, if you will, where you say, I love you, I forgive you, and I'm sorry. And so you're engaged very beautifully with every human that you're doing a cord cutting with. You are releasing any lower, denser energy between you and them and offering an opening to have a higher vibrational relationship with them in the past, in the present, and in the future. And oftentimes when you're doing cord cutting as empaths, especially uh, when you're doing it, you the other people are going to notice or feel the difference of lightness once you've, you've actually released them from the bindings of these, these heavier, denser cords that have attached to you and to them. And so it's a really powerful way. I call these two particular exercises like brushing your teeth for empaths. These are two that if I were to say, making sure that you are in a highest vibrational state at all times, is this releasing people that you're holding on to back to the divine and releasing any cords of attachment that are denser energies in your body, in your auric field, that then you can release and be lighter and they can release and be lighter. There's also ways that you can protect yourself, and I'm going to run through a bunch of them right now, and I want you just to let them cascade over your body and just notice if one resonates. Notice if you feel really good or something tingles or you're like, that's the one for me. So there are other ways in which you can make sure that you are vibrating yourself really high throughout the day and staying and remaining open, knowing that you're safe and protected so that you can be in a loving state and be, you know, in a place of an open crown chakra and you're not worried that you're not able to protect yourself and negative energy is going to come in or have heavy, denser emotion. So one of the fastest and easiest ways is if you notice anything happen in 
instantly within your being or your body. Like if you're like in a really good mood, but all of a sudden you just get sad or all of a sudden you just get heavy or all of a sudden you're mad or all of a sudden you're frustrated, but you weren't feeling it before. The first thing that you ask yourself is, is this mine? It's an immediate gut, like if I could say, get get into the habit of, of noticing uh, when something shifts within your body, immediately say, whoa, what just happened? Is this mine? If it's not yours, say, great, I release it to source to, to, to transmute. It is not mine to carry. And you just give it away, give it to the divine, give it to the earth mama, but you release it. I, when I did a retreat in Tulum, Mexico once, we used to say, blow it through your feet, which would be just to take things and just blow it through your feet into the core of the earth where Mother Gaia can transmute it for us. Um, but you're, you're releasing. Is this emotion mine? No, good, gone. Instantaneously, you just let it go. Another way that you can do this is to allow yourself to be in a permeable bubble. Like if you think about a cell, right, the the encasing of a cell, and it's very permeable, meaning that you have absolute control over, you know, the fact that only the highest vibrational frequency of love exits your body and can be received by those in your field. And the same thing back, that this field protects any negative energy from coming into your being or your body. And it also allows the highest vibrational frequencies of love and gratitude and grace and all of these exceptionally warm, fuzzy feelings and emotions to come in to be shared with you. So you can think about having these protective permeable bubbles around yourself as a means to go in and engage in the world and know that even if you're frustrated or you're angry, and we talked about, you know, with Celine in the dark arts, and you may be, you know, wanting to manipulate or you may be wanting to coerce because you want to get your own way. When you're in this permeable body bubble, you know that any energy that isn't what you truly desire as your vibrational frequency to be received would not exit the parameter, right? It would stay within the bubble. And so you're protecting yourself and you're protecting others. Uh, but that if you're showing, again, love, gratitude, grace, or any kind of care, compassion, kindness, that that would make it through no problem. So you can be in these spaces of these bubbles. Another way that you can do this, and this is a way that I invite everybody to begin to practice, is in the understanding that you as a human vessel of love and light have the capacity to create an auric field around you, are are, you know, what's the word I want to say? It's been a day where I have been online all day and I was like, yeah, I'm going to record this podcast episode tonight because I said I would and my team said do it. And I was like, yeah, but I'm doing it. But if I speak a little bit, um, like I don't know what I'm saying, that is why. And so we are taught in when we're around people or experiences or things that are higher energy, or maybe they're negative, that in order to protect ourselves, we kind of pull our energy in. So if we walk into a room and we're like, ooh, this doesn't feel good, it's almost like we want to become invisible. And so we actually pull our energy in our auric field, not just to our body, but we begin to pull it within our body, which actually leaves us highly vulnerable for those emotions to bombard us, as well as negative energies and entities. And all these other things can come in in this place place of like smallness of like, I don't want to be seen. I don't want anyone to come over and talk to me. I don't want, it's too much. And so we, we shrink our auric field. We shrink our energy. And again, this can leave us quite vulnerable to being bombarded with the emotions that we're actually trying not to be in 
communication with or in the uh, the receiving end of. So I invite you guys to do a separate practice altogether. And that is imagine that you have an aura of gold light that begins to pour out of your body from the core. If you ever imagine that there is a sun and the sun is found within your center of, of your stomach, it glows so bright in this gold light of this warm sunlight energy. It like permeates through your body out through your skin and it creates this warm glow of energy that you can begin to send just like kind of push it away from you and this energy actually acts as a transmutation device of any emotion that is not of your highest good right so like even as you're walking into a room and you're sending this energy out which is unlimited because it is connected to the source of all things it's a direct communicating source of like if you ever played the the game telephone right so source energy is like would you like some love light i'm like yeah i want some love light they directly send it into the core of your being and then you permeate it out through your body into this loving energy and you walk into a room as you're walking into the room that energy will change and shift the frequency of everything that it comes in contact with before you step into it so if you think about this as like an energetic bodyguard so your energy this beautiful warm love light energy is like ahead of you and you're walking in behind it and it has transmuted everything and it's actually as you come in contact with people it's raising their vibration as you maintain just being in this beautiful field of sharing access to this incredible golden light of the divine. And so this is a really new practice. A lot of people don't talk about this from the level of being somebody who can take in energy that you can actually be a gifter or a giver of really beautiful love light energy and it requires no real work on you other than just being in the practice of of imagining imagining a direct source of light energy coming to the core of your being and then just permeating this gold light out and then knowing that everything that it touches it's transmuting to this highest frequency of love light energy that then you can receive back to you it's just this it's a really powerful practice so I, there are other ways to protect that are in the moment as well. So washing your hands can be a very cleansing and clearing way in which you release energy. It does uh, Reiki practitioners tend to do this a lot because they have their hands over top of people, massage therapists, people that work with their hands. Um, you can do it anytime. If you've just been around energy and it doesn't feel good, you might feel that tension. Go and put your hands under the water and imagine all energy that isn't yours just kind of coming out of your hands and down the drain. You can do this in the shower as well. Every time you're having a shower, just imagine energy that isn't yours washing away and being transmuted in the core of the earth. If you are like me and love the shows like The Kingsman, which I love a lot, you can have like an umbrella that will protect you or a talisman or something that you carry that acts as a shield to negative energy. And some people do it with crystals. I'm envisioning like legit, like a really super powered umbrella that you would open up and like when things are coming at you and it repels all energy. Uh, You can have a hat, you can have something some token or talisman that you have imbued energy of protection into that you carry with you at all times and it does exactly what you ask it to do. Um, You can work with um, clear quartz or selenite and you you can envision yourself in a tube or a cylinder or do it throughout the day where at 
different intervals of the day. This cylinder of clear quartz comes down from the sky. It travels over your body as it's doing. So it's releasing and cutting any cords that are not of your highest good. And it touches the ground. You take a few cleansing, grounding breaths, acknowledging that here in this moment right now that you are grounded into the space of, of clean, clean energy. And that when this when this clear quartz or selenite tube goes back up into the divine heavens above that you are then, um, you know, released of any emotion and energy that is not serving you or serving others. And so you have a bunch of practices here. These are all things that I have tried. These are all things that I have learned over the course of the last five years in order to work with the one that I'm working with most right now. I do the, uh, always, always clear, do the heart clearing and the cord cutting. And I'm really in the practice of instead of pulling my energy back or trying to protect myself, I want to be in the essence of my gift at the highest frequency and allowing myself to pull in this warm gold light right into the core of my being permeated out and create a beautiful auric field uh, that actually shares the highest vibration and transmutes it as I'm in contact with people and as I move about the world. So these are a lot there's a lot here. There's a lot for you to maybe even have to listen to again and see which one resonates most with you. You can try one, you can try them all. The whole idea here is that you are left with a plethora of options to make sure that you are taking care of your sacred space, which is your body. It's also the office that you work in. It's the house that you live in. Your body is essentially the vessel in, in which you place your worship. And so you create that line, that boundary that says everything that is in here is sacred. And then you can do any of these practices to ensure that it is getting its upgrades and its up levels and its, you know, touch ups. And I think about like every house, no matter at some point needs to have repairs or upgrades or up levels done in order for them, the house to stay foundationally safe and sound. And you're doing that with your own being and your own body and your own energy. So I'm really excited to hear which one actually resonated with you. Have you used any of these protections? Are you going to use any of these protections? Did you feel like a tingly sensation or a hell yes when you were listening? I would love for you to let me know by sharing in Instagram or on Facebook at Avalon Starlight Coaching. And then I can celebrate, celebrate the most incredible thing in this entire world, which is you and me, <laughs> but together. Oh, that's a, that's a thing. So have a magical day. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Amber Cornwall this Thursday. Wow. That episode was mind blowing. I hope you had as many ahas listening to it as I had recording it. I would love to see the Rebel Unicorns podcast spread far and wide across the globe, across the universe. So if you want to share it on your social media with something that you found impactful, leave a review, send it to a friend. It would be oh, so deeply appreciated. Also, a little side note, I did recently change my name. I downloaded a year and a half ago that my name was Avalon Starlight. It was previously my birth name was Tamara Arnold. And if you're interested in learning what your rebel unicorn house is, oh yeah, there's a quiz for that. Think Harry Potter, except you're sorted into how you are impacting the world with your stardust and what energy you're here to shift and change. You can find out your rebel unicorn house at www 
www.tamaraarnold.ca slash quiz. Let me know, tag me in social media, send the quiz out and join the Rebel Unicorns Facebook group to be in a community of like-minded spiritual entrepreneurs who understand that when you shift your energy, you transform your business.